Really looks confused. It's all quiet on the western <laughs> Boo. <laughs> yeah, so it is it's uh Oscar season or Academy Awards season. I'm starting to call them Academy Awards more now and now because my son's name is Oscar and he gets annoyed. Um whenever he <laughs> hears you say it's Oscar season. Oscars. No, just when he hears them talk about the Oscars. He's like, Hey. <laughs> um Yeah. Apparently he's the only one, huh? Yeah, exactly. He is he is the Oscar uh out there. But yeah, I um was looking at movies that were nominated and stuff like that, and if there were any that you know, are any of them available streaming that I could watch. And there were a few, and some of them were ones that I thought that maybe we might want to watch together as a as a threesome. Um, not yeah, yeah. oh yeah, that kind of movie. Um but you know, watch watch for the show. Um, and that left uh, fewer movies, um, some of which we'd already seen, right? Top Gun Maverick, already saw. Everything Everywhere All at Once, we already saw. So um, I was left with the wonderful feel-good story of the year, All Quiet on the Western Front, which is, um, of course, as you may know, an, an adaptation of the 1929 novel, uh, German novel. I'm not going to say I don't. I don't have his name in front of me, and I will probably butcher it i really love eric, all the eric, to pronounce it yeah go ahead Ugh, uh <laughs> eric it's probably is it remark just remark yeah yeah it is yeah, yeah okay oh, yeah. i love when paul butchers foreign names it's the best it's great isn't it <laughs> got eric, off easy yeah, on that one <laughs> yeah eric maria remark um and it's basically um a the novel is about world war one he was a world war one veteran um, and it is very much an anti-war novel. Um, and this movie is very much anti-war as well. So um, it's the third version, I believe, of All Quiet on the Western Front. The very first version was in 1930, uh, the year after the novel came out, and won Best Picture at, at the mm. Academy Awards way back in 1930. Mm. Um, and then there was a version in 1979 um, that starred, I want to say, Richard Thomas, the guy who acts John Boy in The Waltons. And, oh, uh, oh, good night, yeah, John Boy. That's right. Uh, and Ernest Borgnine uh, in, in that one. And now and this, Donald Pleasance. Yes. Uh, no, there, there are a few other people in it, actually. But yes, and Donald Pleasance. Um, and, um, and now this version, uh, which is obviously from 2022, and uh, this version is... Um, a German version. So it's in German, German actors, uh, everything like that. Um, oh. Nobody you would know in this movie except for one person. Um, and that person is Daniel Brühl. And he's not the main character at all or anything like that. But that's another reason I thought we needed to, that I needed to watch it for the show because we have watched an inordinate number of Daniel Brühl <laughs> movies for the show. <laughs> it's kind of weird. Um, but, um, yeah, basically what, what this story does is it follows um, a German soldier uh, named Paul. Um, uh, what are you going to do? Yeah, what are you going to do? Um, it, it follows him basically from being sort of a wide-eyed, excited, idealistic, um, you know, uh, soldier with his friends, like kind of go shipping off to the Western Front in 1917 and it kind of follows him over the course of you know about a year maybe a year and a half um and he just gets beaten down by the horrors of war um through through the movie 
um you know he sees all his friends die he makes friends the 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 other main character is um the sergeant in in sort of the regiment that he ends up being in who he makes friends with uh who's full name i can't remember it's like stanislaus kat is something or whatever but they call him kat or cat basically through the whole thing um <clears throat> and um so i'd never seen either of the other two versions of this i know i knew the general beats of the story but i haven't read the the novel either mm-hmm. so this was you know it was a little bit new to me um and i say that because <clears throat> excuse me after the fact I looked a little bit at, you know, how this movie had been received and I assumed it had been received pretty well since it received a number of nominations and I think even more BAFTA nominations in Britain and stuff like that. And it has been received very well, but there has been like quite a bit of criticism in terms of the way they chose to adapt the movie or, or adapt the novel um, in terms of some things that they, they added an entire subplot into the novel or into the movie, that, which isn't in the novel. And they took a few things out and I think there was some criticism of that because it maybe changes the message a little bit. Um, having not been familiar with any of that, I didn't really miss it. And I did find that what remained was pretty, um, it was a hard watch. I'll certainly say that, um, you know, it, it is, it is rough, pretty unrelenting. Um, there's not much good that happens in this movie. Um, there are a couple little pieces, you know, to kind of like little moments among the soldiers life you know like like for instance like um paul and cat like there's there's a scene where you know they're in the french countryside and they go to a farm and they steal a goose out of like the farmer's like barn and then are like running away while like the farmer's like shooting at him and chasing him and it's like it's not played for laughs but it's like you get like this sort of high spirit like you you get a sense of like you know that these are spirited young men basically mm-hmm. which you know which it's it's good to kind of see in the midst of everything that they can still keep their, you know, kind of their sense of self a little bit. But um, that is very much worn away by the end of the movie. And the, the end of the movie is uh, just pretty, pretty fucking grim, um, which is, you know, what it's meant to be. And I think the end of the movie is faithful in spirit, if maybe not exactly in the particulars to the to the idea of the novel, which is, you know, the, the novel, I think, was just trying to show how um how horrible the war was and and it was showing that i think for a public and an older generation who were kind of urging people to go to war and the glory of war and that that they go into that a lot in the movie you know they they're all these old you know they the the people who had been in you know whatever the previous wars were like the franco-prussian war or whatever like the old german generation had been in in this case like urging these people to go off and like seek honor and like that kind of thing and it's like they just have no fucking clue or they're willfully blind as to just how fucking horrible it it is and to be fair like some of it is that it's world war one it was like the first war that had like chemical warfare and like you know and like they're all in the trenches and like that was awful you know it, it was just just horrible 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 so um one thing i will say i think i i'm pretty sure that this movie was nominated for cinematography and maybe editing as well and i very much see that i, I think it's a beautifully shot movie uh mm-hmm. it, it looks really pretty you know they have a lot of establishing shots and shots like out in what i assume is like the german and french countryside um and it really just looks beautiful and gives a real sense of place i think to 
World War One. I. I also just find it interesting, like watching movies about World War One. I. I. I don't do it very often. Like I haven't seen, for instance, 1917, which is like probably the movie in the last couple of years that's come out about World War One, or at least that takes place during World War One. But like otherwise, I mean, have you guys seen a lot of movies about that are like set in World War One? Nah, not that many, no. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I I definitely don't seek out war movies, but right. But, but like, yeah. but you just happen to see some anyway, just because it's like there are some movies that are really good that are also war movies. But they're like always they're like World War Two movies, they're like Vietnam movies, and you know, like stuff like that. And it's like World War One, I, I think, gets short shrift. I think maybe some of that is because like our America's role in World War One was quite a bit different. Like we came in towards the end. I'm sure it was very harrowing, but it's like not quite the same as like the British and the French and the Germans and like the people who had to like suffer through like four years of this shit. Um, but, and, and because of that, I, I do find it a little bit interesting just to get a sense of what things were like for, you know, basically during world war one. And, you know, it's a movie, I don't know how exactly how faithful it is or not to like what life was like, but it, it you know, it's, it's just interesting to see just cause, you know, also like life in the trenches, you know, cause that very much is not, part of you know world war ii or any any war before or since like that is very much a world war one thing trench warfare and it just it just seems fucking miserable like i can't even imagine like like just the image of like these soldiers like these these boys like in these trenches and it just it just feels like you are waiting to die like you were mm-hmm. you were just down in there waiting to get shot get blown up or get some fucking horrible foot disease because you're like, because because it's just fucking wet and sloppy in there the whole time, you know, or get like mustard gassed and died or something like that. It's just ugh. so. Yeah, that's 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 the opening thing I have to say, basically, about this about this movie. It was it was it was very good, but it was a hard watch. It looks like I was just. What what I'm curious about the ending. So I've seen the 1979 version of this oh, quite a while ago. I don't remember too very many details about it, but just I'm curious about you, you mentioned the the differences there and what they changed. Um, yeah. So I'll I'll let me start by talking about what they changed throughout the movie because which are probably bigger changes, and then I can talk about the ending a little bit. And all of this obviously is from what I've read since I haven't seen the other versions, but this is what I understand to be the differences. Um. So um, throughout the movie, the two big changes they made are they added an entire subplot. And this is where Daniel Brühl comes in um, of showing the delegation, the German delegation who is going to negotiate about the armistice to end the war. Hmm. Um, And um, Daniel Brühl plays, um, what is his name? Is it Matthias Matthias Erzberger, um, who was actually the, the, he was, he was one of the ministers of the, of the government who was the person who actually like signed the armistice in the end. Um, and he ended up, this isn't in the movie, but I read about him after the, after I watched the movie, he ended up getting uh, assassinated a couple years later in Germany because he was like so unpopular among people who had wanted to like continue the war and also blamed him. You know, if Jesus, why would they want to continue the war? Because man, like there were these people who were just hardliners, you know, and they were just like, we can win and we want to, you know, and also like, you know, very how many people die? I know millions. No, absolutely, absolutely. Seventeen million people is is what it. There, there's text crazy at the end number. that mentions that. Yeah, 
Yeah, especially just when you consider that it's like most of that is just like right there in Western Europe, you know, like like a decent yeah. chunk of it anyway. Maybe and maybe maybe not most like of it. Boys between eighteen and twenty five. Yeah, yeah. How are there that many? Yeah, no, ab- absolutely, just decimated a generation. Um, I mean, probably another reason he might have been assassinated is people were starting to blame him for you know it's like very famously the winning you know the 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 um the 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 winning countries were very 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 harsh on germany um which is which is kind of what paved the way for world war ii um so i was gonna say uh, they, they took it well yeah exactly um so they add this entire subplot in basically um and i mean i thought that was fine. Like it was, it, it wasn't the most compelling part of the movie, but it was interesting to kind of see, you know, that, that side of it and, and sort of like, you know, it's, it's a little bit of like, it does show a little bit of like, without getting into too much detail, it shows a little bit of the intrigue of, you know, like these people who are trying, like, as we said, like trying to kind of come to an, what they consider an equitable settlement and they're sort of beset on all sides. Like it's on the one hand, they have people in their own country who are like, like you're an asshole. If you like even sign something, you're like killing our country. And then you have like the French who they've come to like negotiate with. who are not negotiating at all. They're just like, we, this is unconditional. Like you here are our terms. You have 72 hours, look them over and sign. And it's like, and every time, every minute you don't sign more of your people are dying. Right. So it's like, you know, kind of going, going through that. So I thought that was kind of interesting. What they took away, and I do understand why people would be a little upset about this, is that there's, there's I think, a, a decent chunk of the novel, and I, I don't, I'm assuming this was in the version you saw, but I don't know, where Paul goes back home on, on leave. He goes back home to his, to his town and finds that everyone there is still super gung-ho about the war and everything, and he, like, can't, he can't bring himself to like tell them like how horrible it really is. But like it very much, he feels like a person apart is, is mm-hmm. my understanding. None of that is in the movie. He never goes mm-hmm. back. He, he never goes home. They have, they have conversations. Like the soldiers have conversations amongst themselves that indicate that they recognize that they are like that. Like, like they say stuff like it's like, you know, it's like they like people have no idea like what, what is going on or like, we'll have to go home. And it's like, how, how can we just go back and like, you know, run a store or like, go, you know, or like they're going to want to talk about how everything was during the war. And he's like, I don't want to talk about it like at all. They'll never understand even if I do talk about it. Like, so, so mean, they do get into it a little bit, but they don't have those scenes. Right. Which I think is interesting because that's one of the most, like the biggest parts of like that story is the fact that like it's, it's his disillusionment. And in order to appreciate that, you have to, you know, counterpoint that with the people who haven't been disillusioned you know like right. the people that he once was right that he was right know. right right so where they do that a little bit and I, this may or may not be in the uh in in other versions is their commanding general who is never really there with them like he's like in like some manor house like where whatever town they're occupying right like he's like there and living there whatever but he is he's maybe the one who like seems completely disconnected like he's he's a career soldier so it's not like he doesn't know what being a soldier is but he's like very much like he's one of these people who's like like why are we stopping the war like we should keep going blah 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 like the morning they signed the armistice 
And um, very famously, like, so they sign the armistice at like 5 a.m. or something. And very famously, the armistice takes effect at 11 a.m., the 11th hour of the 11th day of the 11th month. Um, and um, he orders an attack, like, so that they can kind of go out on top. Mm. In the last fucking six, like, in the last fucking, like, hour before the armistice, he orders them to all go and, like, attack, like, some fucking trench. Um, and they have to do it. You know, it's like like one of them tries somebody tries not doing it. And they shoot him for being a deserter. Um, mm. And um, and that's like the last like scene of the of the uh, of of the movie. Um, so like that, like that's a little bit of a counterpoint, but it's not quite the same counterpoint. Right. Like it's as like having like the clueless public. So I do understand like why people would have been upset at them taking that out. And I don't quite know why they did take it out. Um yeah, maybe just for time. I mean, the, the movie's about two and a half hours, so it's it's not, you know, there's a decent stuff amount of stuff going on. The change they made in the ending, <clears throat> and I kind of alluded to it there, is that my understanding is that in the book, and maybe in other versions, um, so, you know, we'll, we'll just, you know, this is a novel and a, a pretty famous one and all that. Paul dies at the end. And um, in the book, I think he dies, and it's like about a month before the armistice. In the movie, he is part of that last battle, and like he dies like a minute before, like the before the ceasefire, like before like the trumpet sound, and then they say like ceasefire, and it's like the war is officially over. Like he dies like it's it's just like the most pointless death, which I think is like part of the reason they did that. Mm -hmm. uh, basically, is is just accentuating how pointless like this all was. Um, yeah, my memory yeah. of the my memory of the movie that I saw is he. He dies like he he died like they, they know peace is coming, right? And but he just like dies completely randomly, and he just gets like taken out by a sniper just kind of randomly, and it's like com completely pointless. It's just like well, he just fucking died. Like yeah, I mean, uh, like they really ramp up how pointless it all is in the end, and like you know, I don't know, maybe for some people it, it might be feel a little bit like oh, come on, really, really, but I think it's played pretty well. Like it's not. As, as much as like people's deaths can be like that's kind of understated a little and, and everything feels like it just follows like kind of naturally so it's like in this it's like paul and cat both su survive to like the armistice gets declared and then that morning they go to that farm one last time to like steal like whatever and they manage to steal something i think and um and run away and then like the farmer's son like comes after them. The farmer's son is like fucking like 11 or something, but he comes after them and like comes upon cat in the forest, like peeing with the rifle and just shoots him point blank. And then like Paul finds him and tries to take him back to like the medic to like the town into the medic. And he's talking to him the whole time or whatever. And then when he gets there, like he finds that he's died like in his arms while he was carrying him. Mm. Um, and again, that's like the morning of the arm. Like it's, it's basically like, three hours before the ceasefire and so then they call that that last battle and paul is like completely numb it's the, the, the this actor who plays him i can't remember his name um does uh felix Kammerer is his name and I, I think this is like his first like feature film but he does a pretty good job um and and he does a very good job of just showing how completely like dead-eyed he is like he's basically like destroyed by like that mm -hmm. last little bit He's seen everybody die. And then this guy like kind of became his best friend. And he even offered at one point that he's like, he's like, we should do something together after the war. And like, 
the other guy's kind of like, what are we going to do? Like you go to university and like, I can't even read. And it's like, like what, what, what the hell would we do together? Um, but like, but you know, it shows how close they become. And then he's just destroyed by this. And so when they call that last like battle, he just, he just goes there and just starts like killing the hell out of people. Like he just doesn't care anymore. He's just like shooting people. He's just stabbing people. He goes in the trench and he's just killing people. And then like, he tries to kill this one guy and then they kind of break apart. And I think they just look at each other and maybe there's this thought in their heads of just like, maybe we should just stop and wait it out. And then some other guy just comes up from behind him and stabs him through, runs him through with the bayonet. And that's it. I mean, without having seen it. Yeah. It sounds like they ramped up the quote unquote drama of a lot of this. Yeah. Um, I think they did. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I think the reason Again, like, I, I think I'm okay with it for two reasons. One is that I didn't know <laughs> until afterwards. But two is that um, I think it would be worse for me if, like, if the music reflected that. Do you, do you know what I mean? Like, a lot of times when they ramp up drama, it's also, like, this, like, swelling strings or, like, whatever mm-hmm. it is. I really like the score in this film. It's pretty understated and, like, just, like, light strings. It, it always has this very ominous and, like, tense feeling to it. And then it's punctuated with these weird, like, electronic music things almost that sounds weird, but it's like, I don't know. It, like, reminds me of, like, a Johnny Greenwood score or something like that. It's not some German guy, but, like, um, but it has that feel to it, and I I, I liked it. I, I liked, I felt like it fit very well, and even, like, the weird electronica stuff, I felt like gave it this weird, weird like, otherworldly, like, feel at times. So I felt like that made it a little better it's like like i said i I would say overall it is a very well-made movie like i I think the production of it is you know it it just looked very good to me and and felt very good i'll admit like i'm you know hearing how it's like a little bit different and they added some stuff i'd be somewhat curious to see it but like man i don't need to see this a version of this movie again it's it's yeah like 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 you said it's 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 a hard watch (laughs) definitely how long is it it's like two hours and 25 minutes 27 minutes something like that no my impression of this movie is it was like a three-hour movie of nothing but like fucking mud and death that's not too far off (laughs) i would i would would say you know it's 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 rough you know It, it is trying to display the horrors of war and it and it goes in pretty quickly you know it's like there is not too much like the beginning part where they're like getting ready, like, you know, where they're like young students and like, you know, they, they, they have this teacher who's like giving them these grand speeches about how like, Oh, they're, it's going to be so great to go into war. And like, you're going to build this. It's like, they dispense with all of that within about 15 minutes. And they're like at the front basically pretty, mm-hmm. pretty quickly. And, and right from the beginning, it's just like some horrible battle. Like one of the guy, one of like his friend, he's got like a group of like four friends. One of them dies like immediately, almost like first day. And so it's like, you know, from that point onward, it, it cuts like, you know, a lot like, you know, it's like like after that, the next time you see him is like a year and a half later. And so he's like a very different person already, you can tell. But yeah, yeah. so it's a very good movie. But like you said, I don't know. It, it's a hard movie to recommend exactly because it's like, well, as long as you know what you're getting into, like it's it's not going to end well. It's going to be pretty grim the whole way through. It's, you know, it's, it's well made and well done. I would say. Yeah, war sucks. We shouldn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what I learned from this movie. 
we're sucks and we shouldn't do it. <laughs>